So, uh, a little improvisation or ad-libbing before I start my main thing. It's just, I find this notion that um, Beethoven and Mozart are a mark of civilization. Uh, it is certainly a kind of a civilization, and and I find both of them to be magnificent, but I just happened to be dipping into some... Uh, music from uh, Mali, I believe. And I, I used to listen to that music quite a bit when I was a kid in, in London. And it hit me then, what a, what a remarkable, beautiful, life-enhancing, joyous uh, sound it was. I, I just, I mean, that's a mark of, to me, an equal civilization. I understand the Beethoven and the Mozart people, the Bar Brahms and the Bartok and the Bachs and all the rest of it, but I, I'm sorry, guys, I think for, you know, 12% of the world's population to claim that that is the uh, the measure of civilization is not just ludicrous, it also means you're missing out on a tremendous, tremendous amount. Anyway, so on the same subject, confronting the inanities, which is an entirely subjective exercise of what I could say to Douglas Murray et al., a man I do not like, subjective again, to say to him quietly that the, the defeat of his argument that the West is best, is superior, is that he makes the argument at all. He's very exercised on the subject of being better than. That Western civilization, with its warts, is still better than, enormously better, at least, let's say, dominant, let's say that. He might say, I believe he does, that he is reacting to recent wokeness, so it is his critique of the critique of the overboard, stupid, collective projection of all evils onto the white man, his raison behaviors, and his legacy. In the great scheme, this is not true. There is no critique in 1492. Perhaps a gentle chide from Fra Bartolomeo to Columbus that the indigenous people of the West Indies, quote, were just fine. Columbus went the same way that Douglas does. They weren't. They were damned without the help of Christians who came from you know where. It's all of a piece. The European thing has been since at least the late 15th century quite manic it's in its evangelism and misery spreading for the good of humanity. Oh, I say, what a pleasant surprise. The coffers of the banks are full and the ruling elites. How nice. He they make that brilliant fictional arguments, argument that colonists intentionally brought their better ways unto the savage and are incapable of seeing the worm in this can. It is a Pope argument, saving the savages for the Lord, hard to shake. That exploited colonial labor everywhere was just collateral to the goodness of the crusade. How did Africa do without the British Empire? It did Egypt. To be clear, I do not like him because I'm sure I would find him oppressive in person again of a piece. His uneasy neediness makes me uneasy. In a recent YouTube Intelligence Squared debate, the speaker before him got rapturous applause. Douglas moved, stood and moved to the podium as the clapping went on and said smirkily, well, I hope some of that is for me. 
a small soul, a threatened one, like Jordan Peterson insisting that a glance at Stephen Fry's Wikipedia would cause us to be gripped by an inferiority complex, all of a piece. These two, to name but two, have done some great liberatings, it, it is true. In the comments on the Jefferson uncancelled history, one man boasted that the hero's belief in Africa, African intellectual inferiority, has been proven in the two 150 years since. Ah, well, back we go over exactly the same terrain. I am a child of Western civilization, absolutely true, but I've never liked it. Never been impressed at all by it, which is more to its point. This is not subjective now. This is, for me, objective truth. My uneasiness with it, its failure to motivate me or to cause me to expire to its values comes, I think, from my imagination and then discovery through living that there are other ways that appeal much more deeply. Are they out there in Kathmandu? I, am I falling into the trap set by Murray, etc.? Am I fantasizing that somewhere else is superior? Yet. Will he be able to force the concession that the horrors of misogyny and homophobia are less in the West? That is the argument. No one as bright as he would claim that the West has done that well. It has been better done in my mind, though, in that universe, that discovered country. He might say, I am ignoring reality, that since, this is pathetic, since racism, misogyny, and homophobia are everywhere, it must be a reflection of our true nature. <laughs> it is democratically evident that heterosexual men are abusers of women, feel superior to other men who look different, and are frenzied at their manhood usurping itself by a creeping admiration of another man. As I don't participate in these feelings, it would mean that I am deviant, wouldn't it? that I don't join in the with the crowd of alphas and archetypes. Well, we might start right there. That is not how my civilization of the mind and body looks. By luck or by misfortune, I was cast out a long time ago and flooded with relief. Found another Eden full of enchantment. No Oxford for me, no closing of the soul. It is certainly clever and relentless when bragging about Westernness to place Islam as the East. This is ridiculous. It is as Western, as oppressive and monotheistic as the sons of Abraham can get. There are clever evasions, too, of the great Nazi blot, if we ignore the settling of the American genocides, as somehow not Western. Russia does challenge us geographically, but we have the Russian Orthodox Church, big Putin supporters, to connect us all back to Abraham, don't we? Hundreds of horrible years of czars presented as fathers and mothers of the people while the church stood by and justified and collected cash. Do I think the, the East is better than the West? I don't live there. I think not at a distance, but to point away from one's chest at the other, living as I do in the USA, demands so much desire, denial of what happens every day, all day, west of Boston. I am simply not up to the Murrayan task, though I'd have to acknowledge his effort is impressive. It certainly has to be. 
And what is the miracle the USA has wrought exactly, the founders, that seems just accepted wisdom against all the hypocrisy and manifest destiny? I'm still reminded with the yes, well, but this was totally new. The supermen in wigs and wooden teeth went where no man had gone before. I cry tosh, maybe within the narrow confines of an Oxford mind. They did extend the aristocratic franchise, I think. In colonial Massachusetts, 60% of white men owned land in the late 18th century, while 15% of white Englishmen did. So there you have your revolution. The rights or privileges (coughs) of the English aristocracy were large and coercive. Exonerating any any Jefferson of raping Sally Hemings Another effortful Murrayan project still doesn't allow for an African returning the compliment. The old saw, well, that's how everyone thought back then, surely seals two conclusions. They were not revolutionaries or radical mavericks, and probably 250 years from now, white historians will sell many books claiming that in the 21st century, most people, nay, everybody, agreed Western civilization was superior. Well, what about me? Maybe I have a reason to write, so I will not be included in their wretched everybody. The role, by the way, of 99% of these superior Westerners was obedience, historically, of the groveling kind. As Yuval Harari points out, history is what 1% of us write, while 99% are working the fields. It might be worth looking into while gargling on the mouthwash of your superiority that the obedient are getting restless. Too much reading and Facebook has woken up the aggrieved. It might even cause them to gosh, insurrect. It is funny to see you fume on wokeness while spewing your own version. That Thomas fathered Sally's children was not propaganda from which you are now awakening us, Doug. Uncancelled history is an exercise in pure wokeness. It's just your kind of wokeness. You just want us to wake up in that past. God forbid. Westerners can and do claim great creation of wealth. Aha. Uh-huh. When you steal two continents and enslave or indent the 99%, you will generate a lot of cash. And as we know today, this interdistribution of wealth has been a Western characteristic since the whole Manifest Destiny project began. If we insist Jefferson was a progressive, why not? We'll placate the libs. I'm sure Murray's heart will remind him make us say ah and buy his next book. I would ponder what Cyrus the Great and Groovy would have said about our immigration policies and ignorances. Yes, Doug, in the last 50 years, the terrorists of of England were Irish, right smack dab in the center of the Western world, dear. I do not dislike the West just for its lying hypocrisy and atrocities. I don't like it at its best. It's elitism, essential always to its character and doings, its values, individual, not collective, brutal, not kind, mercenary, not magnanimous, its prudery, narrowness, and its now new persecution complex, which, which must have waited its time for several hundred years, nestled in the nightmares of Romans that, gosh, they weren't better than their slaves or Carthaginians at all. Their pilum, gladius, and legion were, yes, superior, and their obvious intent to kill all that stood in its way, an advantage the European never relinquished until Vietnam when they stood, the great stomping of brute force was beaten by skinny men and a handful of rice. 
saying you are not the best, Douglas, from one who does not traffic in bestnesses at all, is not saying you are the worst. You're fine. Your disease is that is that there is no alternative for you to being the best, like sad actors desperate for Oscars. They are not the best. They are the most needy. And your civilization centers on that neediness. This may be a universal problem. I think it is. But only you insist this patheticness must be crowned in bright, shiny exceptionalism. Allow for Dionysus. Apollo is magnificent, is a magnificent invention to be sure, but jealous and violent. Christianity's response to both is blind and inhuman, just the way they like it. This is a final salvo, because I'm just bored. Or back to the beginning on writing books and reading them. You only absorb what you already agree with. On what particular subjective grounds you agree is a really worthwhile inquiry. There have been stabs. Conservatives are more fearful. Men, particularly Northern European men, are emotionally handicapped. What Doug and his Teutonics call reserved. Simplicities, yes, of course, just like all our discussions. Thomas Jefferson was an original thinker. Well, his most famous phrase was cribbed from John Ball almost 400 years earlier. Did he know? Unlikely. He read those who agreed with him. A forgivable, a forgivable omission? Okay. Except his self-evident equality was a lie. If not his own, exactly. We have read the lie as truth. Did he intend or think we would expand the franchise? Believe what you want or must, but no, unlikely. He foresaw white men of property and indoctrination ruling from sea to shiny. Ball wasn't lying, and in the cradle of Western civilization, he was hung, drawn, and quartered. As for the endowed by creator idiocy, at least knowledge, at least acknowledge who does the unendowing. Creator is on vacay while Thomas enslaves his non-men. Life and liberty are endowed by creator, but taken away by whom? Come on, lads, that'd be you and me. So we who know the hallowed sentences are really quite nasty in application. We read and regurgitate that which serves us. We think. I think I suggest that patriarchy has made men weak. It happens when you make everything easy for yourself. An athlete fails without hardship, and men gave, have become addicted to the cake they have and eat it too. That which we call power is none at all. The power is what we surrender, not what the powerful hold. Stop surrendering, and they'll hold nothing at all. This is indeed real democracy, possible in Greece or on the Kenyan plain, because people were strong, not surrendering to another person. It happened. Our ways are not democratic. A democrat would have leapt from plinth to pit on January the 6th and tried at least to persuade. That they'd think that possible proves no democracy was threatened that day. That they didn't think that possible proves no democracy was threatened that day. Only ceremony, idle ceremony. The capital is not sacred, no more than the endowment of human rights. 
we dress it up, we surrender to the best and the brightest. I read that in a lot of American books, the B&B, which makes the unindoctrinated laugh deeply while others beam and babble on about equality. The problem, the cul-de-sac, which makes all books and most stories into little more than advertising, is how we all participate. Our definitions of self are not self at all. They are endowed by our rather strange, unchanging, and quaint values. The slightest probing of self frees us from status cravings, wealth addictions, and are forbidden. In my own family, the explorers are and were stigmatized and frowned upon, while the obedient are rewarded twice, but mostly for obedience. The obedient write books and grovel for approval, so sad. The writing and the groveling are just symptoms of the approval need. A truly virtuous man would come to the aid of the most distant stranger as quickly as to his own friend. If men were actually perfectly virtuous, they wouldn't have friends. Montesquieu. I like this one. When I read the lovely enlightenments, I bear in mind their works often were entries in competitions. They they won money if they were approved of. Think on that. So read warily. All Socrates got was hemlock. 